The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. And the people of God shouted it louder. Amen. Glory be to God. Let me high five your neighbor to your left, to your right. You're looking wonderful this morning. I hope you're enjoying the rain. Somebody say it's showers of blessings. It is well. Praise God. Can I hear somebody shout next levels? Let me hear you declare I am due for next levels. And in the name of Jesus, I'm experiencing my promotion. I'm experiencing my increase. I'm experiencing my multiplication. I'm experiencing my massive and mega harvest. Come on, lift your voice, declare it. I'm experiencing my next levels. I will not remain the same in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And if you've been following the teachings in church, we've been sharing how you can trigger next levels. How you can trigger it. We start by letting you know that your wisest move is to embrace the Holy Spirit. Is your catalyst for next levels. Very, very important. And then we talked about you embracing a heavenly agenda. Being part of what God is doing. Glory be to God. We went further and we talked about the fact that you need to die to certain things. Lay aside the weight and the sin that easily besets us so you can run your race. And more importantly, you need to walk in newness of life. In fact, dying to things is your first step to walking in newness of life. And then in the second step of walking in the of life, renewing the mind. And last week I started talking to you about sacrifice. And that's where I want to pick up again this morning. Genesis 22. We're just going to stay with this text this morning. Can I hear somebody shout more? There's always more for us in God. Always. Always more. And the key I just gave us this morning, asking for more, praying for more, seeking for more, is very, very powerful when we are talking about triggering next levels or activating next levels. In Genesis 22, and I believe most of us are very familiar with this story, Abraham had come to a very, very comfortable place in his life. If you remember Abraham's story very well, Genesis 12 was when God first spoke to him. And God told him about the great things that God had in store for him. Leave your father's house. Leave your country. I'm going to take you to another place. I'm going to make you great. I will make your name great. And God declares those blessings on him. And it took Abraham a while. But he started walking, he obeyed, because he obeyed that instruction, he started walking in the next levels God had for him. The first kind of miracles we saw God did for him, please hear me and hear me very well, because somebody is coming into their next levels through this teaching this morning in Jesus' name. The first area God did for Abraham was 
blessing him materially and financially. And that's actually very, very consistent with scriptures. There's practically nobody that God worked with in the Bible that God did not bless financially and materially. And there's a big lesson we can take from that. We know about the economic challenges and the difficulties in our part of the world, but we should understand and believe that when we walk with God, he will always bless us financially and materially. Because God knows we need that on this earth. And when things are looking difficult financially and materially, my admonition to you is to take a pause and ask God, where do you need to make adjustments? Am I talking to somebody this morning? Because that's a pattern we see with practically everybody God worked with. So God blessed Abraham financially and materially. But the main need in Abraham's life was to have a child. He had been married for several years. He didn't have a child. And he brought it up to God. I believe that was in Genesis 14. I want to go somewhere, so I'm just giving you the summary. And I believe we are mostly familiar with Abraham's story. And God made a covenant with him. When Abraham brought that story up, God told him, no, you are going to have a child. And God caught covenant with him for the very first time. But again, Abraham and Sarah got restless. They could not wait for the timing of God. And that's another big lesson we need to learn. God will learn to wait. You've got to learn to, pay, to be patient. The Bible says it's through faith and patience that they inherited the promises. And of course, Sarah brought Hagar, a handmaid to Abraham, that maybe this is what God wants to do. And truly, <laughs> Ishmael was born. And interestingly, because of that um, impatience that it exhibited, it was as if God withdrew from them for a while. I believe you're all familiar with this story. But I need to say it because of where we are going. In Genesis 22. Praise God. But later God came back to them. And God told Abraham about a space of about 13 years. What I meant wasn't Ishmael. God more or less made that clear to you. Your wife is still going to have a child from your own body. Abraham said, ah, God, let Ishmael live. I mean, it's not necessary. God said, no, this is the plan. And truly and truly, God told them by this time next year, you're going to have a child. Isaac was born. And that happened to them. So Genesis 22 is several years after Isaac has been born. Abraham was, as it were, living in practically everything he had ever wanted from God. He had made his mistakes. He had learned his lessons. He had seen financial and material miracles. The one major missing miracle, as it were, missing in his life was not just a child, because by the time he had Isaac, he could more or less say, at least we have a child, and Sarah could claim. But God now came beyond that, no, you are not, that's not the perfect will. And God gave him Isaac, and he experienced all that. And then we come to Genesis 22. And probably Abraham was at a place where he was really satisfied. But this is the truth. There was more for Abraham. There was more. He had come to a very fulfilled place. But there was still more. And Genesis 22 verse 1. The Bible tells us, Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham. And God said to him, let me, let me say this here for every one of us. 
many times, particularly if you are in a satisfied state, and even if you are not even satisfied, sometimes to enter the next levels and to experience the more God has for you, there's going to be a test. Probably a test you have never taken before. Now, it's so interesting. I, I said all that background story of Abraham because I wanted you to get into the frame of mind of Abraham here. Abraham wasn't desperate for a child here. He had one. Not just the natural child, the supernatural child. Abraham was not desperate for money. He had all the money he wanted here. He wasn't desperate for authority or leadership. He was the number one. He had defeated everybody. Nobody. He was in a very, very rich and comfortable place. But there was more. God had more in store for him. Things that eyes had not seen. Things that ears had not heard. Things that have not entered the hearts of men. And it was God that started the discussion. And the Bible informs us that God came with a test. Now, it wasn't that God said, Abraham, I'm going to test you. No, a word just came to him. It was an instruction. But in that instruction was a test. Glory be to God. And one of the first lessons I always learned every time I studied this part about Abraham was how sensitive he was to the voice of God. That he could hear. Honestly, I can't overestimate that truth. That he could hear. Again, I'm talking about someone that is comfortable. You know, when you are desperate, you are the one that with God, you will not sleep tonight. <laughs> this was God that came to him. God tested him. And God said, Abraham, God called his name. And Abraham said, here I am. Verse 2. And God said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac. So as far as God was concerned, the only child or the legitimate child, the legitimate heir was Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering in one of the mountains of which I will tell you. Praise God forevermore. Now watch what we are talking about this morning. And this is really my, my main emphasis to, to us today. Here is a man that he wasn't really looking for things in that sense. He wasn't really looking for more. He had, in his own estimation probably, and if we are thinking naturally, every promise that God had made to him, he had experienced it to a reasonable measure. But yet, God had something else for him. And the way God triggered that next experience or the more that God had for him was to move him to make a sacrifice. A sacrifice he had never made before. Something he had never done before. Now, if you study this time, if you read books about these times and Bible history, it wasn't uncommon for pagan people and um, ungodly people to sacrifice their children. The Bible won't tell you all this, but if you read the history, um, human sacrifice, even till our day, is still ongoing. But what even made Abraham's sensitivity to God more unique is that it wasn't a practice that God had done with him before. This wasn't God's practice. This was actually a very, very prophetic statement from God to give us a type and a shadow of what God was going to do for humanity in Christ Jesus. I mean, all this, Abraham did not know all these things. He was just obeying God. Hallelujah. 
Are you with me this morning? It was just following God's instruction. That the way God was telling Abraham, go and sacrifice Isaac, is the same way God was going to sacrifice Jesus. In fact, this mountain that God led him to eventually, God told him to the land of Moriah, that place, Bible history tells us this was the same mountain that Jesus was crucified at the end of the day. This was Calvary's mountain, the tree, the mountain where Calvary was at the end of the day. And God led him to this place to make that sacrifice for him to come into that experience that God had for him. I want to announce to somebody today, whoever you are, wherever you are, God has something in store for you. God has more in store for you. You may be like Abraham, maybe you are satisfied with where you are. You are not desperate for money, you are not desperate for children, you are not desperate for fame, you are, you are doing well. This is the word of God, the Lord to you today, God has more for you. And you may be on the other extreme, you seem to be down and out, nothing is happening, glory be to God. You are not happy with where you are. God is telling you this morning, I have more in store for you. Hallelujah. You now need to hear. Somebody say, may my ears be opened. I can't hear you. Lord, open my ears. You, you need to hear. Hallelujah. You need to recognize that you are going to be tested. Every one of us. They're going to be tested. To come in. Now, if, if you want to stay where you are, whether you are satisfied or not satisfied, if you want to remain there and no next levels, okay, you don't need to hear from the Holy Spirit. You don't need to hear from God. You don't need to know what God is telling you to do. But if you are interested in next levels, glory be to God. You need to understand that if God wants to bring you into the mouth for you, he's going to give you an instruction and it's going to come in the form of a test. And bless God, we know the story. Abraham passed the test in flying colors. He had to travel for days with his son. When they got to the place, he says, this is the place. He told his servants, wait here. I and the lad are going up to the mountain to sacrifice. Took Isaac, took all, all the, um, the things they are going to use to sacrifice. Glory be to God. Jump to verse 6 because of time. I love this story very much. Genesis 22 verse 6. So Abraham took the wood, the burnt offering, laid it on Isaac, his son. He took the fire in his hand and the knife and the two of them went together. Now again, understand that Isaac was not a baby anymore. He was a young man here. Probably in his either early teens or just about to be a teenager. So he was old enough to understand sacrifice and understand what was going on. And Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, verse 7, and said, and Abraham said to him, here I am, my son. Isaac said, look, the fire. Please understand this. I, I want to get into the mind of Abraham, and I want to get into the place of triggering your next levels. By sacrifice. They, 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 they say, mindset Abraham had. We talk about renewing the mind. And this is how you do it. You go through those that have obtained the promise through faith and patience. You learn from their lessons by the help of the Holy Ghost. And I'm thinking that is to see how, how was Abraham's mind working. Listen to this conversation very carefully. Verse 7. Isaac said, I can see the wood. I can see the fire. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? He knew they were going to make a sacrifice. This wasn't the first time they had made a sacrifice. 
And he must have perceived that this was a special sacrifice for us to travel all this long distance. Verse 8. Glory be to God. And Abraham said, Now, <laughs> praise God. You know this verse, but before you read it, I want you to get into this man's, this man's thinking. He woke up that morning, or three days ago that morning, he wasn't a desperate man. Remember the bag now? He had everything. And then God told him, go and sacrifice your son. And they got to the place of the sacrifice and listened to what he told the son. He knew he was going to kill the boy. <laughs> Praise God. But listen to that verse 8. Abraham said, and I wish everybody will have this mindset every time God tells you to make a sacrifice. No matter what God tells you to give. No matter what God tells you to do. No matter what pain it will cost you. Abraham told him, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. How did he know that? Praise God. How did he know that? By faith. By understanding the way God has worked with him all these years to the point where he was. Through the renewal of his mind. Abraham at this point, and please understand the miracle had not happened. The miracle happened later. We, we know the story because the Bible calls for the miracle hadn't happened. He had not seen the ram that he saw eventually. But he had gotten to this place, hallelujah, where he knew that for God to ask me for anything, God doesn't want to take anything from me. Praise God. God will provide for me whatever he's asking for me. It's only a test. It's only what? I may make the initial deposit. I may lay down whatever it is as it were from my own pocket. In any case, what I have in my own pocket was not God that gave me. Let's read Hebrews. The way Hebrews explained this chart. Go to Hebrews 11. Hallelujah. Somebody says it's only a test. Whatever God is asking of me. Say it's only a test. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11 verse Glory, glory be to God. I didn't put this in my note before. It just came to my heart. I wanted to explain this to you. But I want to read it. I just want to explain it. Verse 17. Hebrews eleven seventeen. Please look at this very carefully. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, Hebrews eleven seventeen, offered up Isaac. And he whom received the promise offered up his only begotten son. Watch, watch what the Bible told us here. Of whom it was said, in Isaac shall your seed be concluding that this was how Abraham's mind was renewed, how he was thinking. When he told Isaac that, Isaac, where's the um, sacrifice? Where's the ram I go to sacrifice? He said, God will provide the ram for himself. What, what, what was his mindset when he said that? Concluding that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, 
from which also he received him in a figurative sense. Praise God. So he's telling us that when Abraham told Isaac that God is going to provide land for himself, his own thinking was that God has already told me that this is my heir, this is my seed. If I sacrifice him like God is asking me to sacrifice him, God is going to raise him up again. It's only a test. Somebody shout, it's only a test. It's only a test. God is not asking anything that he wants to take something from me. He wants to reduce me. He wants to deny me. No, it's only a test. Um, he, he had concluded or he had determined that if I lay this boy down and I sacrifice him like God is telling him to sacrifice him, God is going to raise him up again. I'm not going to lose anything. However, I will have demonstrated my trust. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Go back to Hebrews. I'm in Genesis 22. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So he told him, verse 8, God will provide for himself a lamb for the burnt offering. So the two of them went up together. And they got to the place and Abraham was about to sacrifice Isaac. Verse 11, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. There's something very powerful here as well. So he said, here I am. And he said, please, this is what it's all about at the end of the day. Do not lay a hand on the lad or do anything to him. For I know that you fear God. The word there means you trust God or you reverence God. I know you fear God. Since you have not withheld from, you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Then Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And there behind him was a ram caught in the ticket with its horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered the ram for a burnt offering. And this is very, very instructive. And Abraham called the name of the place, the Lord will provide. Somebody shout, the Lord will provide. If you read it in the original Hebrew, it says, Yahweh Yireh, or Jehovah Jireh. This is when Abraham understood. See, when he said it in verse 8, it was from a place of faith and a place of a mind that had been renewed to the ways of God. When it happened in verse 14 or verse 13, he now said, oh, this is the nature of God. This is who God is. And he gave God that name. This is the first time you see God giving that name. And this is how people in the Old Testament, this is how they discovered God. God will do something for them. And in Revelation, we hear them. Wow, this is God, the Lord that provides. He doesn't take things from us. Oh, Hallelujah. He doesn't reduce us. He is actually trying to get us into what? More. Somebody shout more. Look at the next thing the angel told him. Very important. Verse 15. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out from heaven and said, by myself. This is the more. Now, this is very, very interesting. By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing. What did he do? He sacrificed in his heart, his son. In fact, if you really put it all together, what did he do? Number one, he trusted God. And he had God's voice and he obeyed God's voice to the point of doing something he had never done before. And when he was ready to make that sacrifice, we know he didn't actually kill the boy. But in his heart, like Hebrews told us, he had already decided to kill the boys and let it go. You know, I, I don't know whether you've experienced that before. You have not yet done, 
what God told you to do, in terms of actually carried out the action of the obedience, but you have decided in your heart, I'm going to do this thing. Has anybody been there before? And just because you have made that decision that you are going to do it, you already start seeing the miracles of God happening in your life. Hallelujah. By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing, I will bless you. Now watch this very carefully. Nothing particularly different from what God said in Genesis chapter 12. Blessing, I will bless you. Multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. The same thing he told him in Genesis 14. And your descendants shall possess the gates of your enemies. Verse 18. In your seed, all nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have done what? Obeyed my voice. Hallelujah. Triggering the next levels by experiencing more. What was God telling Abraham here? You think you have seen all of my blessing. You have not. You think you've experienced all I have to offer. You have not. Glory be to God. And when we read Genesis 24, Genesis 24 verse 1. Now the Lord, now Abraham was old and well advanced in age. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in how many things? All things. That testimony of Genesis 24 was impossible without the encounter of Genesis 22. Praise God. I want to tell everybody here this morning, God has more for you. God has more. God has more. God has more. You have not seen it all yet. Glory be to God. And your next level is on you pressing into that more. And one key that I can give you, based on what the scriptures we've studied, is for you to sacrifice. Glory, glory be to God. There's something God is going to demand of you, or has already demanded of you. It's not always money. I mean, God didn't talk to Abraham about money here. But God gave him an instruction. I want you to sacrifice your son. And <laughs> for the purpose of um, teaching clearly, because we don't know who is in church now, nobody should come and say, ah, pastor, hmm, last week I sacrificed my son. You know, I took... <laughs> Please make sure that is inside the message very well. <laughs> God is not asking you for human sacrifice. This was a type. You see, Abraham was under a very, very special dispensation. There were so many things about his life that was just a type of Christ. And what God saw in him was a man that was ready to obey God and to provide a type and a shadow of what, what God was going to do. And Christ has come. And Christ has died and has been sacrificed for all mankind. So right from the day Jesus was sacrificed, there is no way God is going to tell anybody to go and sacrifice his son again. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. But anything outside that, that is scriptural. Praise God. It's your trigger, praise God, for your next levels. Seek that more. Hallelujah. More. Come to that place where, look, there's more for me in God. And as God begins to give me instructions, begins to give me guidance, begins to tell me what to do, that's what you need to find out. That's what you need to find out. Look at Abraham. Like I said, Abraham was already very satisfied with his life as it were. He hadn't experienced all yet. 
he probably did not even know there was more for him to experience. Probably didn't know the fullness of where God was taking him to. But he was living in this space where God could speak to him. He could hear God. He could trust God. Even with a very, very, very serious test. And ultimately, he could obey God. Till the very end. Somebody shout till the very end. And by doing that, the angel said, because you obeyed my voice. Everything yet that you have not yet seen in your life, it's going to come to pass in the name of Jesus. That will be somebody's story today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Are you ready for more? Are you ready for more? Rise up on your feet with me this morning. Lift your hands one more time. Say with me, there's more. There's more. There's more. I can't hear you say, there's more. There's more. There's more. Come on, keep saying it. There's more. There's more. There's more for me. There's more for me in God. And declare this, my sacrifice. Ah, you're not saying that word like you understand what I'm saying. Say, my sacrifice. As God leads me, as the Holy Spirit leads me, will trigger more in my life. Say with me, Holy Spirit, I listen for your voice. I listen for your instructions. And I'm ready to obey the voice of God. To make the necessary sacrifices. Come on, I can't hear you say to make the necessary sacrifices that I ought to make in this season of my life so that I can trigger the next levels that God has for me. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at King's Word Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.